we're going to push our luck. Hello, my sheltered trilobites. This is your Devonian shut-in, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his stay-at-home, sultry biome, Beware the Hairy Mango. Today's story is all about miscommunication. How can doggy paddle grape front as peace mather? Seminal outgoings by way of horror computer mouth. Computer Mouth by Matthew Sanborn-Smith. Davina was a brilliant engineer at an up-and-coming design firm. Her pay was great, her co-workers were awesome, everything was just fucking fabulous. Except, well, except her new boss had a lisp. I'm sure you're thinking that's some pretty petty shit given everything else. Normally it would be, but in this case it was nothing but trouble. Because one fateful morning, the client wanted a new type of computer mouse, and the boss walked into Davina's office and asked her to design a computer mouth. Wait, she said, did you say a computer mouth? Right, he said. And it did sound right to him because he heard in lisps too. He even typed in lisps, so all his memos said mouth. Hey, whatever, she was a brilliant engineer. If that's what the client wanted, she would deliver. Months later, Davina presented the client with the world's first computer mouth. You'd move the cursor by rubbing your fingers around on the tongue and then double-click the molars. It seemed like it would be great, but Davina was a stickler for authenticity, and her quest for excellence was her downfall. The problem everyone had was they got spit all over their fingers, and every so often the mouth would bite the user. Maybe it was hungry, I don't know. But if that wasn't enough to turn you off, the absolute worst was when you moved your fingers too far into the mouth. Then it gagged and puked all over your hand. And you know how that smell lingers. Davina was demoted to plain old bum. Yes, they had that position. It was a very progressive company. Her spirit was broken, and from then on, she was terrified of misinterpreting her boss. One time a client collapsed, and the boss said to give him mouth to mouth. Not wanting to be fired over the same mistake she'd made before, Davina presented the unconscious client with a pair of copulating mice. Strangely, the client suddenly recovered, and Davina was re-promoted. Now that she understood her boss, Davina was unstoppable. Her USB sum drives held some information on them. Her swimsuits caused an uproar when thousands of women hit the beaches wearing nothing below the waist but a song. For European explorers working in the tropics, she designed fabulous new piss helmets. The explorers didn't care for them so much, but they were a hit among the water sports crowd at sex clubs around the world. Davina didn't try to understand it. She was being hailed as a genius and the bonuses kept coming. Eventually, she became president and then CEO. She surrounded herself with people with speech impediments and stuck out like a Thor sum. Davina had become so accustomed to her entourage's speech, she got confused when she went golfing with a client who wanted her pharmaceutical division to come up with a new serum for sick people. Davina told her people to go to work on a theorem for thick people. She lost the account, but accidentally discovered a mathematical solution to obesity. The company made billionth. <laughs> If this story puked in your mouth, you can wash it and other filthy peripherals at the URX of the suppressed gag reflex BewareTheHairyMango.com. Massage me vigorously in the comments for this post or carny mail me and we'll raise Ralph Cramden's blood pressure at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or run the tilt-a-whirl at low speed when the drunks try to get off at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Every Saturday night at 9, the SF and SF Signal stands for Stubing Forever. And by that, I mean SFSignal.com's Love Boat Fan Club, not the organization of people who always like to stube. Our group is heavily into cosplay and acting out the volumes of Love Boat fan fiction we've written. It's the only place you're ever going to see Charo making out with B. Arthur on a moonlit promenade deck, besides in my dreams. Coochie coochie indeed. Twinja your ninja that all the most killer Japanese follow me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity where you'll find me hanging out with the sumo who refer to me as skin and bones as I down my third pint of chocolate frosting. I thought I'd like the country even more than I do, but I moved to Japan for all the wrong reasons. For the Italian food. For a painless $4 a month, you can subscribe through the Get the Mango button on the homepage, and one thing you won't 
get is the mango's genetically modified breed of summer squash that we've branded summer squish. What you will get is access to Beware the Elitist Mango with a new show on the 7th and 22nd of every month that isn't May, so you won't have to go cold turkey until the next Harry Mango on the 15th. It'll be more like cool turkey, like Fonzie. This podcast runs vicariously downhill through the closing credits of Little House on the Prairie while dreaming it's leaping straight into the arms of Grizzly Adams star Dan Haggerty, who has recently escaped from the jail in Carter Country, and how many other 70s TV shows can I squeeze into this episode before I say the words Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Like 4.0 International License? Hello, Larry. Damn it. Until the Earth's cool breath makes my lava hard, this will be your molten Matthew Sanborn Smith reminding you it's not how often you get knocked down, it's how often you get knocked up again. Good night.